I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Luis Alberto de Antunano on the line. Um, probably butchered it, Luis. I told you I'd try my hardest, um, but welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, Luis, I'm excited to get into what you're doing as Vice President of Business Development over at um, MIT National Land Services, um, a new a new Mark Knight Frank company. Um, but before we do that, let's get into your background a little bit more. Um, so, sure. Luis, how'd you get started in business? Well, all my friends call me Berto. So we can start there. And how I get started in business, huh? I guess for myself personally, I just always saw the I guess more successful people in my family were always entrepreneurs, right? My cousin owns a construction company. Uh, my uncle was very big in manufacturing throughout Peru. And my father had been one of the largest business development uh, representatives for Sazon, which is like a cracker and bread, beans type mm-hmm. of company throughout all of South America. So I've always had that in me. Even though they told me to go to school and become an engineer, it was never uh, quite a great fit. So while I was at Northeastern, I was doing the internship program, and fortunately, I had saved up a little bit of money, and I was able to buy a two-family house up in Peabody, Massachusetts. And when I saw the real estate commission check, I was sold. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was great. I got my real estate license, was a producing agent over at Remax. Then I started doing mortgages for about four years and became the fastest growing uh, producing branch manager at National Lending Corporation. We had four offices throughout the area. And now, of course, I've been three years here at MIT uh, National uh, doing title insurance. So, um, Berto, if you were to go back to, um, you know, that, um, you know, when you were just getting started, because uh, we all learn. I mean, you've been you've been in the business for quite some time now, so we all learn through our ups and downs, mistakes, all all, all and everything in between. Um, what kind of advice would you have given that Berto that was just getting started in the industry again? How were to get started over again? Oh, I think I would be better with my money. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of the Income that I made as a real estate agent uh, and a producing branch manager of the mortgage company that disappeared really quick. So invest your money, even if it's a little bit, it does compound over months and over years, and it grows. So that's something I wish I did. But in terms of business, uh, I'm not exactly sure uh, what I would change. I mean, I was very fortunate mm-hmm. that things have always, you know, things have worked out so far for me. You know, I've always believed in. Uh, writing down my goals, uh, writing down my affirmations. I read them all the time, and I'm just constantly always trying to learn, always listening to podcasts. I don't listen to music during the week, and and things sort of just went in the right direction for me. I think one thing now, and maybe it's because I'm married, right, and I'm not out and about, uh, you know, mm-hmm. partying in New York like I used to back in the day, but I think part of the, 
think the reason things have really exploded over the past three years here is is partially because of you know my marriage. I feel like um, my my wife is my rock and allows me to focus on uh, on my business, on myself, my personal development, uh, my fitness, and it allows me to be a lot more disciplined. So I I wish I had this type of discipline when I was a little bit younger uh, in terms of just you know, sticking to the plan day in and day out because that's really what, you know, breeds success is doing it over and over again. No, that's 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 really good advice. Um and I, I like it because it's definitely um it it makes a huge difference. So that being said, I wanna I wanna trend I wanna change it up a bit. Let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing as uh, vice president of business development over at MIT National Land Services. Um so mm-hmm. what kind of clients are you helping and what are you helping them exactly with? Right. So we are a high end residential and commercial title insurance company and our clients are mostly real estate developers, real estate investors. Uh, real estate agents, mortgage brokers, commercial lenders, real estate attorneys, and uh, commercial real estate attorneys, right? So anyone in that sort of uh, branch or in real estate can become a potential client of ours. Mm-hmm. Well, any any it, kind of trends that you're noticing in your industry overall? I'm just curious. Well, I feel, and, and I, I heard this from a friend one time, is that the market is whatever we believe it is. Right, whatever uh, that the the word on the street is, is what people will believe. So if it's a buyer's market, a seller's market, it's it's doing great, it's doing bad. Uh, however, I just always try to focus on the positive, right? Because business is going to happen, things are going to happen uh, here in New York City with Amazon uh, coming to Long Island City and then leaving, and now Netflix is coming to Brooklyn, and hopefully that stays. So things are always moving. So regardless of what happens, I just always try to stay positive and believe that it's a great market. And I tell myself that it's great. And uh, like I said, we've uh, we've continued to grow. Um, I don't uh, I don't try to focus on the trends because trends can go up and down. I just always try to believe it's going up. <laughs> mm. So has um, has fintech really gone into your industry and in the whole and in title at all? Like, have you noticed anything with trends in terms of like new technologies or other things um, um, making the title area more efficient or anything like that? Right. So there's been a lot of talk about cryptocurrency coming into our industry and you know making a radical change, and I think that it could potentially happen. It's just going mm-hmm. to be a long, long, long time from now. It's very simple to do, I believe, in other states where someone owns a home for 40, 60, 80 years and it's passed down to different generations and then it finally gets sold and the same thing happens again, right? When, it, when it's only being passed a few times every 100 years or so, it's uh, very easy to be able to just have technology come in and disrupt the industry in bigger cities like New York, uh, well, New York City, right? Um, you know, different cities throughout Miami, LA, Texas, Boston, where things are a lot busier. It's really difficult to be able to manage all of the transactions as well as potential uh, liens and judgments and violations that come with the property because most of the cities themselves are still run by individuals and it's on paper, right? Like when we do a title search on a property in, mm-hmm. let's say, wherever, Queens, 
right? It's not like mm-hmm. someone's just able to always type it up. Yeah, we have Acris, which is an online system, but the actual town itself is still physical paper and people filing things. And uh, so I think it's going to take a long time before crypto, current, crypto in general or blockchain, I guess is a better word for mm-hmm. it, um, takes over this market or the industry. Yeah, that's, that's super interesting. And and I was trying to get a feel for like what the process was like, and a lot of it still is very paper driven. So even if the, if if it just even like one step behind even thinking of blockchain or how you know the industry could be disrupted in a certain ways, um, it's still just that thought process of a lot of it's still done on paper. That there's room for you know improvements even just on the certain processes that are already in in place, which is exciting to me because it just means that you know there's more potential potential for, for you, for everybody else in that industry as it, as it continues to grow. And the transactions become even more frequent because, I mean, I don't have any stats on this, but I'm guessing, like you were saying, um, you know, go back a generation or so, um, and if somebody was in their home for 20 or 30 years, okay, great, then you're only pulling title or truing a transaction when they die or something else happens. But now, just through refinancing, everything else, and how often yeah. people move, that same person that may have only gone through and this is a complete random number let's say three or four different title type events in their life now might be going through ten times as many who knows um, just yeah. based on moving for new jobs and other things. So now you think about the potential of technology, um, not just blockchain, but any technology and fintech, and I would throw that in the fintech field, just because it is finance-related, um, coming through and helping with processes um, makes it more efficient. Everybody wins. So it's super exciting to see what can happen on the back end of that industry, just like what's taking place in, you know, wealth management field overall is going through its own renaissance in the back office that people don't see on a day-to-day basis. They just see yeah. that things work work better now, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, so if somebody's listening to this, um, Berto, and if they just want more information and they fall in that parameter, maybe they're a developer, maybe they're they're working in that part, and, and they they may be a good client for you, um, what's the best way for them to uh, follow up to get more information on MIT National Land Services? All right, well, our job here is obviously to provide great service. We always tell our developer and first investor friends and client friends that they can always reach out to us in case they ever need it. Uh, I guess some more clarity on a property that they're looking at in terms of uh, liens and judgments, violations, or just estimated closing costs. We're always here to help. Our back office and chief title officer are always available to help. I guess the best way to find us, I mean, our website's MITnational.com, but I always like to be the point of contact, so I definitely recommend people find me on LinkedIn. That's Berto Antunano. I believe my name will be in the uh, show notes and of course on Instagram. That is a mixture of personal and business and I think it's a great way. Uh, real estate is changing a lot now in, in terms of just connecting with one individually. So it's a lot of uh, my fun adventures as well as my professional business on there and that's at Berto Antunato. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, thank you, Berto, for coming on the show today and sharing a little bit more about your background and also what's going on in uh, title. So good stuff there. And uh, to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review. Do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Berto, thanks again for coming on. 